and I went down there and I got I and, and I remember when I first got into it I was like ah, yeah there's a lot of conspiracy but not everything is a conspiracy now that I've gone in for <laughs> the last few years I'm like I don't trust shit and so I politically I don't trust the system um I'm apolitical you know sometimes I'll hear some right-wing stuff being said and I may agree with it sometimes I hear some left-wing stuff and I'll may agree with it i don't care where it's coming from as if it makes logical sense to me that's that's where i'm gonna go i'm not gonna um i'm not gonna be i'm nonpartisan. in other words i don't believe in politics anyways but I, I, know, i'd like to get your your flavor of it i have a few reactions to that and i'll tell you about myself but the bernie sanders thing to me was also a setup so yeah. so it brought it opened your eyes to the conspiracy. So it brought conspiracy theories back to the left. So 9-11 had it. Democrats were truthers until Obama. Then he chilled that. And this brought it back probably in a more neutralized way. And this is something that I, I do want to talk to you about a little bit later, is just that the conspiracies, the conspiracy theories are part of the setup now. They're definitely weaponizing them or at least corralling them and curating them. That's definitely part of the setup. I'm not sure I know the end game with that. Maybe it's just to make sure that uh, they they have an other side for the Civil War or so they have people who will identify themselves as not absorbing the official narrative for when they come to kind of clean house there there's an incident in the hungarian revolution in the 50s where we told the hungarians to rise up against the communist leaders i think we did it in iraq in the 90s as well and we got everybody to rise up and then we did nothing so that the governments actually crushed them all so i wonder if these are kind of dog whistles to just get us to flush ourselves out in in that way but when you said like everything is fake and regarding and i even think bernie sanders was fake which proves yeah. the point that they're doing this on purpose and then the Pulse nightclub, I just wondered if you ever saw the picture of the guy's dad in the White House. I didn't see that one. Oh, the shooter's dad was in the Oval Office <laughs> a I, I, couple I of times. It. That one, I don't know why. Maybe it was a tour. I don't know why. I don't know if you the, can tour. That, that one was so sloppy. Um, I don't know. Yes. Did you ever see? There was one guy, a uh, little gay Latino dude that in 2023, he's now a uh, non-gay. He's straight preacher for christ uh that's his role and he, his crisis acting was hilarious because um in the news it was saying that he got shot in the foot and yet when they're interviewing him he's bandaged his right hand is bandaged i'm like i thought yeah. you got shot in the foot <laughs> like they, they couldn't even remember their, <laughs> what well, they I had think, planned i think they i think either they're sloppy because they don't need to be good or they leave what my that first radio producer used to tell me like leave an easter egg somewhere to find later that for people like us so that we stay convinced because every once in a while just gets so fatigued with conspiracy theories i'm like you know what maybe everything isn't fake like maybe i can just forget about it and then something just slaps you in the face like there's no denying it you and it keeps you on that side and it keeps you engaged and then when you said that you were like politically agnostic or apolitical now it's funny because i also i i, I wanted to share i did a recent show on the water crisis in california and i wanted to share it with someone who i suspect has left-leaning politics and i thought well this guy's gonna go through my lexicon and he's gonna find all this stuff that into his ears make me sound political 
like a libertarian or Republican or not unlikely Republican, but like a conservative or something like that. He's going to hear that. And I I, I don't believe in any of it. I think it is such a scam. Like it's such a corruption. And even the ideology, I I feel like if I had to say what I think is like the proper organization for society, I would just say the social unit or the, you know, social governmental unit just has to be small enough for, for everyone in it to share fundamental values. I'm trying to figure out like high level stuff, like what the hell do we do now? You know, I'm, I, you know, going from an anarchist thing where it's just like, oh, well, let's just tear it all down. But you look at like the 60s, they tore it all down under, you know, the, the banner of eliminating prejudice and things that were genuinely bad. They did tear it all down. And now you see what happens when you have institutions that were torn down on purpose to make way for other forces that the people who who, you know, the revolutionaries didn't anticipate. And I just, I'm struggling with what's the answer. Is the answer, you know, a counter institution? I I think it's probably too late for that because I think everything's been infiltrated. And so now maybe I'll I'll, I'll be all blackpilled like you. Yeah. No, I (laughs) I, I think I'm blackpilled, but I'm not. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the, you know, your theories as to why they would, the moon landings would be fake. And it kind of relates back to this topic. Uh, in that my theory on the faking the moon landings is when you look at the decade of the 60s, so you just brought up the 60s and, and how they tore it down. I think this government has been hijacked. When you look at the Abraham Lincoln assassination, it was rife with conspiracy. So it, a lot of people will say, oh, everything changed, you know, when the Kennedy assassination. No, it's been way, way before. It's been ongoing. Um, and, and so my, my my thought on the moon landings is that it was a morale boost for the American population and and really the global population. Uh, You had JFK, RFK, uh, MLK, uh, Malcolm X. You had all those guys getting assassinated um, and and you had Vietnam. So I wasn't around that alive around that time, but I'm, my feeling is that they had to fake it to give hope, hope hopium. That was the the '60s version of hopium, um, and it, for for the myth. And, and and for me, what solidifies that way of thinking is uh, you had the Russians um, there, and and one of the things that NASA apologists always say, well, the Russians would have talked. Well, guess what, Dmitry Rogozinov, one of the top cosmonauts of the era, said the Americans never made it to the moon. So, um, it, it, it was all nonsense, and the Russians just fell in line because their attempts were a lot cheesier than the American ones. So let's just go with them, and then, and then you, and then you see how COVID played out. We, we're we're told that China, China, <laughs> and and uh, Russia are the the they're the boogeyman, and, and we don't you know we got to watch out, guys, and yet. When you see how China handled COVID, when you see how Russia handled COVID, it wasn't very much different than how the West handled COVID. So to me, it's the whole world is just a wrestling stage uh, where you have your bad guys and your good guys. But at the end of the day, it's all the same 
global totalitarian bullshit in my in my ghetto ass opinion <laughs> so uh, i agree with you i agree with you and i agree with you about the russians i actually think the reason that they don't out all this stuff are these are all tools that they use and you know my ultimate thing is yes they're all headed in the same direction they're all trying to use the same tools they all want to go to digital currency and like like the whole vax regime and all everybody of that. wants to be like china like we our our countries will criticize the shit out of china but every, you know yeah. our governments will love their surveillance state and yeah the fascism and, yeah. and you'll hear people say like you know the problem is that we have too many freedoms so we can't do this stuff and it's like <laughs> if we had just allowed that freedom to continue over the past hundred years when i i believe so i agree with you that there were many turning points in our history from you know um lincoln was a big one world war one was a big one the depression was a big one you know where it just the, the u.s mexican war that yes, one was full everything. of conspiracy it just goes oh, on really? and on yeah so i feel like when they were going for um like so the fed i think was a big turning point if they had just allowed the prosperity that resulted from the freedom that we had, the economic freedom that we had in the 19th century to continue. If you look at, I, I think I did this, it was like a price of milk thing for uh, one of my son's you know, second grade projects or something. I looked at the price of milk from nine, from 1800 to 1900 and from 1900 to 2000. Oh, man. And it was something like from 1800 to 1900, it was even. And then, uh, from 1900 to 2000, it went from like 20 cents to $5, something like that. But at the same time, I looked at wages. So mm. wages from 1800 to 1900. Now, this is just out of memory from many years ago. So I'd have yeah. to check the facts. But this was the impression I got. And it was a great presentation. The teacher loved it. But from 1800 to 1900, the wages went up. So the price of milk stayed the same or went down. And the wages actually went up. And then... uh but from 1900 to 2000, the wages did not go up by as much as the price of milk. So that's how they they take the wealth away from the people. But they also robbed us of the kind of growth engine that that sort of um, liberty was giving the West. And I think there's a quote from David Rockefeller, something that says like we, you know, that implies that we have to in order to merge East and West we have to s speed up the east and slow down the west so we would not have to admire china's totalitarian dictatorship or russia's either because we would have the entire world would have collapsed under the pressure of of their people witnessing the american miracle beyond any you know we're already like so much richer than people and I don't know if it's any longer a function of our economic liberty. It's, you know, could be currency manipulation. I don't know anymore, but we would have won that fight. And I think, you know, a long time ago, the powers that be decided to strive for control. And they they could not, you cannot control that free market. You just don't know where it's going to go. And you can't control the people. You can't control the money. They had to control it. when we talk about false flags whatever the case again it's it's just it's another form of a boogeyman to keep us in fear or or to enact more restrictive measures towards our rights and the governor whitmer case is one that 
I I kind of heard and and, I, and 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 actually what got me looking down it is uh, Joe Rogan has mentioned it several times and and talking about how silly the whole thing was, um, and so I was like, oh, I don't I haven't heard much about it. I I try to stay away from mainstream stuff. I I, I just don't trust anything. So um, it made me look into it, and man, the shenanigans there uh, are are pretty pretty wild um it sounds like you did a little homework and um would you mind in in such the eloquent way that you can put it uh gave a rundown to for those that may not be too familiar with the whole governor whitmer case well i'll give uh, a summary as best i can very short summary and then we can talk about some of the agendas that i think are coming out of it so basically and uh, no, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I'm. I'm not the number one. I haven't been covering it. I haven't done a show on it. But from my understanding, is there was uh, some militia guys in Michigan, and I'm. I'm already going to question if that was even true as a starting block. But yeah. some military guy was interested in their militia, and he went to join up, and he was alarmed because. They were talking about violence, so he called the FBI and they said, hey, guy, you stay in there and maybe you can even run it and make sure you keep an eye on these these fellas and we can arrest them. So the military guy uh, became the XO, like the commander or whatever, and provided credit cards, like loaded credit cards from the FBI, um, a house where they could practice all this stuff. He spent many, many hours on the phone with, with who was like, talked about a lot adam fox i think and in in my mind the hours and hours on the phone were trying to get him to do stuff giving him money trying to, i've seen this before i uh, um i was trying well, to put adam some, fox cases. It, what people don't talk about adam fox was a homeless guy he would brush his oh, teeth oh he was living in the basement he, w he would brush oh, his teeth yes. in mexican restaurants yeah he was homeless he was yes and, and when and that, they offered yes. him the five thousand dollar credit cards he turned it down and he yeah. he was turning all so basically it, it was just all feds involved in so, this yeah but that thing yeah so yeah they there's some buzzfeed had an article there there were 12 feds involved 12 and i think the there 14. were yeah the there 14. was only like 13 or 14 people 12 of the 20 14? at the most yeah it's like 20 at the absolute most like there had so this is where i'm like are is this a complete theater or were there a couple of patsies in there like adam fox and maybe one or two other guys and i was watching this tv show rabbit hole and they showed the machine like i don't know if people remember person of interest it was a tv show where they had a machine and it it gathered all the information for everybody at all times it was total information awareness and in rabbit hole the machine the guy was like i want a patsy so he's like okay find me all people of this age in this place of this ethnicity with this um psych profile on these meds and they narrowed it down to like this one young woman and she was the patsy they hooked her up with some boyfriend who like controlled her mind and then she whatever so when you see it in that black and white i mean if it's in on like amc or whatever i was watching Obviously, this is stuff that's like easy peasy for these guys. And that's what this reminded me of, like finding that guy in the basement to do this right. And he didn't even want to do it. And then uh -huh. they, they have recording of him saying stuff that I'm like, this guy probably wrote it down on a piece of paper. 
I mean, I didn't have time to like, what I normally like to do is look them in the eyes, watch the video, listen to the recording and all that kind of stuff. When I, when I'm just reading words on a page, like you can't assess somebody's truthiness. And, you know, so I assume that, that, that they were just twisting this guy's arm to do it. But the whole thing was absolutely top to bottom driven by the feds. But here, and when the big news was yesterday, the, maybe it was the three last guys were completely exonerated yep. having mounted a defense of entrapment. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but here's the problem is that there are a couple of other cases I've followed along uh, over the years. Joe Naccio was one of them. He was the CEO of Quest Communications. He would not uh, allow warrantless wiretaps by the Bush administration, and he was put in jail for insider trading, which he insisted was entrapment, and he was not allowed to bring evidence of entrapment to his trial for national security reasons. Similarly, Ross Ulbricht was completely... Uh, the victim of extreme government malfeasance to the point where two of the agents who committed malfeasance during the investigation against him went to jail and he was not allowed to bring that up in his trial. So so a lot of the stuff here from Tucker Carlson and Glenn, Glenn Greenwald, people who I don't take at face value, are covering this stuff from the beginning and you're seeing that these guys are allowed to mount an, an effective defense on entrapment and all this information is coming out. To me, that's on purpose. This yeah. story yeah. is here for us to have red meat. Yeah, yep. I 100% agree with you because there's so many bits of evidence that is like, these guys were so fucking stupid. The, all the informants leaving all these... Text messages that they could have erased and and, and all this yeah, stuff and, and, and it's all there me, for baby. us to see. So yeah. to me, for them to let us find in on it is a psyop in itself. Totally, Hell yeah. totally, and and because of that, I wanted to look a little deeper as to some of the other agendas that might be at play. And one of the things is this Hungarian Revolution theory where uh, that I have, where they want they want to hear what you people well, actually. It's it's actually a you know psyop within a psyop this one because I noticed in just some Wikipedia stuff or USA Today or whatever one of the guys they were talking about how they they're the way they were painting a picture of this guy being some kind of insurrectionist was that he liked on Facebook he liked posts about Kyle Rittenhouse and the St. Louis gun toting adventure where there's like the husband and wife were on their lawn with guns. I'm sure you remember the imagery of that one. It was very bizarre and I couldn't understand that. And I'm confused by the Kyle Rittenhouse thing as well. Yeah. But in here, those were, it's like, uh, I, they're like honeypot events to me. Like those two things, like if they're looking for people who are going to like this stuff on Facebook, that alone is enough of a reason to have that St. Louis gun-toting thing is to mm. have this uh, this raise your hand if you're one of the people who either believes this or would take action or wants to join the Oath Keepers and then they know who you are and either they want to have a rebellion that they can mow everybody down or they want to have a civil war where they can win or they just want to know who to surveil or they just want to scare you into knowing that if you show up at a protest, if you use your Facebook for any kind of real communication, if you express your interest, you know, it can make you m crazy if you know truth and you feel like you can't 
express it or nobody else in the world. You know, like there's a lot of stuff that could be going on here from either looking for a real fight to getting inside your head or surveillance or whatever. So that's just one of the things that I thought was probably part of this. Yeah, no, I, I'm actually in in agreement with, with a lot of what, what you said. Uh, keeping that fear because the Facebook stuff is interesting because they busted this group. So why didn't Meta disband this group while it was up and running? Didn't it violate the terms of service? But it was allowed to keep to be up and 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 going. Um, and so by putting that in the forefront, it, it definitely will make people scared or or whatever but it's it's just it was so sloppily done that i i just i have to believe that again it's 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 a psyop within a psyop and and there's i think it was also a test run for certain things for january 6th to see how the narrative unfolded the guy who ran it then went on to run january 6th steve d'antuano the special agent what about jason chambers boston marathon Oh really? <laughs> Jason Chambers <laughs> missed that one. <laughs> was involved in the Boston Marathon, so and, and you see these a lot with a lot of these questionable events that we would deem as conspiracies. You see the same fuckers getting recycled over and over and over again. I bring yes. this one up all the time, but Lena Wynn makes her debut yes. on CNN. See, that's on, fun for us Marathon. too. Those are our Easter eggs. They're giving. Yeah. See, I saw a thing about um, it's drug dogs and also bears. So a drug dog is no good if he never finds drugs. Once you train a drug do- drug dog, every once in a while you have got to throw a bag of weed behind a couch. You, mm. You've got to do it, or he no longer is good. And similarly, if you have, a, I don't know if it's all species of bears, but if you have bear in captivity in a zoo or something, it's not going to eat like stale food or it doesn't fall for traps so you have to hide its food and has to find it Mm. and so like that's the thing with these people like they they need to keep us engaged they have to leave us breadcrumbs they have to they have to throw a bag of weed behind a couch once in a while to keep us conspiracy theorists engaged which is annoying to me because the conspiracies are real like that's the problem they are real and 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 i almost feel like at this point they 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 just are there in some I mean, there's a lot of reasons. This is in order to justify other policies, like in order to justify Meta taking stuff down, in order to justify banning guns on the Capitol, which, yeah. you know, seems like a normal thing to do, actually, because it's their property. You know, assuming they have legitimate ownership of the property, they should be able to make whatever rules they want. I don't know why they need to justify that. But it just uh, it, it also raises this awareness that like these lunatics are after legitimate publicly elected officials and um, places. So there is a lot, a lot to it, but there is also this element of keeping conspiracy theorists event oriented rather than um, really paying attention to like a process. So during COVID, I kept saying, like, where are the lawyers? Like, this shit is illegal. Like, we need lawyers. We don't need protesters. Protesters would be great. I actually wanted protesters, too, but nobody would do it because Trump was in the White House instead of Obama or Hillary. And I was like, oh, that would explain that. Anyway, um, so I just I I feel like we need we need to realize that we still have the laws, the Constitution stuff is still in place. And you know, even if I would rather an agorist society, I don't want what's coming after we tear this down. 
because it's not going to be an agora society. It's going to be a world government. It's going to be totalitarian dictatorship. So what I'm looking at, you know, is that I feel like they, they give us a constant stream of this stuff and they make it complex enough for us to really dig into it because they don't want us to dig into the fact that if you file a certain you know request for hearing, you don't have to close your co- coffee shop during lockdown. But, you know, like a lot of people would have gotten out of a lot of trouble if they just had that little bit of knowledge. But so I, I think the conspiracy thing is a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're purposely fed these big things, these psyops. So it just makes us argue amongst each other. And it happens all the time. I mean, if you don't agree... I, I see it and, and, and it saddens me. You'll have people that may agree with you on one thing, but oh my God, you don't believe this? What the fuck is wrong with you? And, and, and yes. you're shunned because you yes. don't, you know, and, and and so when you really take a step back, everything, it seems like the government's favorite tool is division. Yes. And so it just keeps us constantly divided. And so, oh shit, these conspiracy theories, they're onto something. Well, fuck. Let's get in there Throw and in divide Bigfoot. them. And, and, and keep, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and so you have, oh, there was no planes that hit the Pentagon. And if you don't believe that, screw you. Oh, the, I the know. If you don't believe in directed energy weapons. Through, yeah. You know, and, and it's like, holy shit, man. We we can all agree. We, we may not agree on certain things, but we can all agree that yes. we're being lied to. Right. And, this is what, that was the crux of what I did on my show and why I cared so much about the Bill of Rights. Because I would say, I, I, the not, I kind of stopped short of 9-11 as an inside job most of the time because people really would send me crazy letters like, I used to like you and now I fucking hate you. And why would you say that? Like, you hate our soldiers. And I'm like, I hate your soldiers. What are you? I'm the only one who wants the guilty to be prosecuted. Like, what are you talking about? So, um, so that drove me crazy. But I, uh, I used to focus on the Bill of Rights and say, look, you don't have to believe my conspiracy theories. That's not important. Don't believe it. I don't care. But don't let, don't believe their bullshit and then let them take away my rights. So if you are willing to die for the Bill of Rights, regardless of what events they tell you are happening, that's great. And and that is what I think. So it doesn't really matter what the facts are at all. Even if 9-11 was not an inside job, we should not have the USA Patriot Act. We should not have that. That was a total unacceptable violation. And we will all die slaves if, you know, and these are the same people who will, like, quote Patrick Henry, you know, they'll, they'll say, like, give me liberty or give me death. It's like, you would have been on the side of England. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can see the writing on the wall. You like your little townhouse. And that is that. Yeah, it's it's so hilarious. You know, I w- when I was doing my little research um, on Governor Whitmer, I, I listened to a show she did right before this whole fiasco. It, um and she was talking about the COVID lockdowns on, on the show and the way she was justifying it and how it needed to be done. Like, knowing everything that we know now, it, like, it, it was obvious that she was pushing forward the agenda. So she she made the perfect stooge to, you know, to be used as, as a martyr <laughs> for their sake. And, and uh-huh. Yes. No, finish, and then 
Well, I, I was listening to something on CBS News, and it, it was showing the Attorney General. And her remarks on the, the acquittals, she was like, well, you know, um, we still have more cases to go, and I hope the book gets thrown at them. And, and after all the research that I've done, it's, it's clearly all bullshit. And this lady is just looking at the camera with a straight face, wanting the book, because we cannot tolerate anyone going up against a government official or attempting it it's putting fear like like you stated earlier it's right. fear, and, fear porn and what they really reveal especially during the trump era <clears throat> and i think trump's an actor so i'm not yeah. defending trump but I, I know there were a lot of injustices during that time but like they what democrats are demonstrating <clears throat> is and i've had them admit to me personally like you know the more intellectual types like yes democracy does not work and this is how we know that so this woman by saying she's like disappointed in this outcome she does not have faith in this system she doesn't like this system and she is willing to step outside the system because she knows better so she doesn't believe in justice she doesn't believe in a jury of your peers she doesn't believe in that stuff and the jury of your peers i think is arguably I've, I've seen this quote so I'm gonna, and i and i think that it may be the most important thing that you can have in uh you know protection and that's one thing that didn't happen with these guys one of the oh, jurors, was that not a jury one of the jurors was um there was evidence that he was like oh man i hope i get i, I get on that trial i'm gonna hang those guys and he was still allowed to be a damn juror. Well, I mean, maybe that is part of, of undermining the faith in that jury trial because the jurors, that's what I'm saying. Like, like if they can, what this woman is saying, like she has no faith in the system. She doesn't have faith in that. And I, and I don't want faith in it, I think. But I, I think we can logically think of, is that what you would, you know, is that an important element of maintaining individual liberty? And I would say it is. And I And there were some other things that fell out of this. You were saying like that she was she was defending lockdown um whitmer was and I, I remember after the fact after this like fed napping as revolver yeah. coined it they it says like how dare trump continue to criticize this person after what happened to her and i'm like <laughs> okay so you can't criticize an elected official because she's a victim well you know same thing with sheriff israel i got thrown off of youtube for the first time for criticize right after parkland and that's what like wsb oh. would be like ah too soon too soon i was like but he's a fucking inside job no. so youtube took me down like i said and now i got i lost a lot then i was the first mover on getting <laughs> censored and taken down but like they were like you're bullying him that's what was their argument I'm like i'm bullying an elected official like that you can't that's that's called like the first amendment and i do want to talk about he's a public figure i thought public figures of course yeah totally I, that's why bill cosby Bill Cosby got railroaded and got half of his amendments taken away, violated. And the argument the judge made was that he's tantamount to a political figure because he talks about politics publicly. I mean, oh, talk God. about, I mean, yeah. it was such bullshit. I actually did uh, think he should get win on appeal and he did. I was happy about that. But, but at the same time that, you know, she was vindicated or whatever, these people are vindicated by this narrative of domestic terrorism those breadcrumbs were there those easter eggs were there for us because uh the court um the acquittal vindicates these guys the court um at one point agreed with them that 
what she had done was illegal. There was some adjudication uh, on the specifics back in the day, and that that was like gave them some credibility. There was a sheriff who came out and said, you know, there is such a thing as citizens arrest like that also kind of gave them some credibility. So there's just from the Fed, from the entrapment to all the details, having some semblance of legitimacy. It's just like when uh, a black guy gets shot by the cops if or killed by the cops. If it's a cut and dry case of like, holy shit, the cop did that. This is terrible. Everyone would rally around it. And that doesn't get national news. It happened to a guy around here, Anthony McLean. He was running from his friend's traffic stop. Cop shot him twice in the back, set him up. His his cam didn't work, whatever. You probably never even heard of this guy. It was should have been national news for a year what happened to this guy. And they didn't even reprimand the cop. It was unbelievable. Anthony McLean in Pasadena. So I think that they only they only like the stories that are divisive. Yeah. And yeah. this one has a lot of elements on both sides to keep people really committed to their side of the narrative. Yeah, it's the same thing with that written house, like you, you mentioned earlier. Yeah, the the, the the more salacious the stories, like, oh, well, there there's strong feelings on both sides and they're both going at it. That's what we want to go viral. But like you said, the cut and dry ones, eh, it's boring. <laughs> we yeah. don't, it, it's too yeah, obvious. Right. Yeah, 100% agree with that. And, and the more you see these things, you just see the... You just see it over and over again, and you cannot see it. So I wanted to read that. I feel like the first I always look at what are the big amendments that are getting attacked. I recently I very rarely find an attack on the Third Amendment, which is we're like you quarter soldiers in a private home. But L.A. right now has an initiative to force hotels to to um, house homeless people. And I'm like, that to me, it's like a, a violation of the Third Amendment. But I can usually find violations of the other amendments, most of them, almost all of them. And uh, some PSYOPs target one amendment over the other. And in this case, I think the First and Second Amendments are being targeted, but maybe not in the most obvious way. So if you, if you have a couple of minutes, I wouldn't mind touching on that. You, you you already know me, My, so okay, I'm, just being, I'm just being respectful of your time. So Yes, yeah. thank you. Good. Okay. So the First Amendment, Congress makes a law respecting establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Okay. Or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Those were the two things, peaceably to assemble and redress, uh, petition the government for redress that were really, really hit by COVID. They really don't want that. And um, so this idea, like a lot of the evidence against these guys or in the newspaper, when they talk about these guys liking a Facebook post or a couple of them were seen at a protest, pictures were taken went at uh, this kind of protest or that kind of protest. And that is very chilling. And since I would consider Meta, for example, an arm of the government, like they're there, this is a government operation to chill people. And I would say it's a violation of the First Amendment, as not to mention, we were absolutely forbidden from going to capitals and stuff during lockdown. We were forbidden from doing this, which is absolutely outrageous. Uh, and then the Second Amendment, which is another thing that I think um, there are people on two sides of this 
uh, issue, but I feel like it's important to understand the whole picture. And it's a well-regulated militia. That's the first uh, clause. Being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So if you ever talk about the militia, the Second Amendment people will say the gun rights supporters, which I do support gun rights, they will say, don't start talking about militia because the anti-gun people will say that you're not in a militia, so you don't need a gun. And and so then the people on the supporting gun rights never talk about this. But a militia is, I feel like it's it's possibly the only, there's like maybe two things that you, that, that you have to do. It's, yeah, I think it may be the only thing that you have to do in the Bill of Rights. Like you have to have a militia. It's a requirement. It's a mandate. It's not just a protection. And it's because it's necessary to the security of a free state, a militia. We're not talking about a standing army of the federal government. We're talking about militia. So it's my opinion that we would really not have it's like the eighth, the ninth and tenth amendments, which, you know, are are for the protection of the states. This is for the protection of the states. And the more they scare people away from militias, the, the very idea that you support a militia makes you a domestic terrorist to me is about as unconstitutional thing as you could have. And tomorrow is Constitution Day. <laughs> so mm. we should give it a little snaps to the Constitution as far as it goes. I'm a big fan of the Bill of Rights. <laughs> This is going to sound cheesy, but I, I was a little nervous because I, I had been listening to you and, and you're like, oh, man, sh you're like on this uh, intellectual level. So ho hopefully I'll be able to hang. But no, it, it, it was it was awesome. And it's awesome that you go down a lot of these other rabbit holes that I've gone down. And I, I was surprised. I'm like, because I'm hearing you. You were speaking with a. A lawyer, Raimundo, or hey, Anthony Raimundo. I love Raimundo. Yeah, I listened yeah. to that. I think that was the first time I, I, I listened to a show, and I was like, "Oh yeah. man, she's super educated." And blah, all right, okay, I got to find some common ground. So I was listening more, listening more, and then I'm like, "Oh shit, she's she's bringing up some other stuff." I, I hit so. <laughs> I I'm so old that I had a friend who used to call me woke because it was awake. Like, that's how all I, I, I used to just like, yeah. oh, shit, you're woke. Yeah. And I was like, only because I, you know, and they they changed that. I think there was yeah, a different yeah, meaning of that, like that first minute. Yeah, the first just for a minute. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's just when you keep your eyes open, we all have common ground. If you if you just have an open mind, every everyone does, everyone does you. And that's why the whole being divided is stupid. Because whether it's conspiracies or whether it's for religious beliefs or non-religious beliefs or political right, left, it's stupid to let that bullshit get in the way because you can always find something in common. Uh, maybe with some people, it's more things and with other people, it's just a couple of things, but there's always something that you can relate to. And that's what, at the end of the day, we have to try to work on as a, I don't know, as a, as a group. Uh, Miss Monica Perez, I do have your link tree in the description, but is there any other place that you would like people to find you at? Well, I do a couple of things. So I do deep dives with Monica Perez on your favorite podcasting platform. And I also have the Propaganda Report and deep dives on Rockfin. 
And uh, but I like to put my show notes in everything I do. I always uh, like to gather resources and people's um, things. And, and that's on my website, monicasdeepdives.com. Mm-hmm. And oh, I tweet a lot at Monica Perez show. That's a, a relic from my previous life at Monica <laughs> Perez show. That's awesome. Truly, truly enjoyed this conversation. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we hit a lot in just a short amount of time. So thank you so much, Ms. Monica. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.